Welcome back to the Marvel Movie Minute, a daily podcast in which we explore the films of the Marvel Cinematic Universe one minute at a time. In this, our fifth season, we are looking at Joe Johnston's 2011 film, Captain America, The First Avenger. I'm Andy Nelson from the Next Real Film Podcast. And I'm Pete Wright. It's time for some S.H.I.E.L.D. Hot Potato. <laughs> Today, we are talking about Minute 104, which begins with Red Skull throwing Cap to the floor of the Valkyrie and ends with Red Skull finally drawing his Hydra pistol. Back on the show, it's Ryan Bennett. Hello, Ryan. Hi. Oh, my gosh. Is the fighting almost over? Don't tell me it's not so. Tell me it's not <laughs> so. Please. Don't worry. You have a full week of pugilism. So Ooh, a lot okay. of hitty, hit, hit, and a fighty, fight, fight. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to make that a thing. You like, think? Yeah, hitty, hit. It's, the problem is it sounds so Christmassy. So you don't think I could take it to the world of boxing? Well, he's the red skull is red, so you're good. You're on point. It's yeah, fine. right. No, <laughs> right. It's Santa's new thing. Yeah, Too red bad. skull is a, is a Santa minion. Too bad Cap wasn't wearing green. It could have been like right. a little uh, like two an Christmas elf. elves. <laughs> I bet he has a green outfit for you know for the kids. <laughs> Yeah, so we're coming into this minute uh, right in the middle of their fight. There's a lot of back and forth as far as who's got the upper hand. It kind of keeps shifting back and forth. And, you know, it plays kind of fun. You know, Ca uh, Red Skull knocks Captain America to the ground. And then, of course, Captain America gets Red Skull in a chokehold and grabs him by his leg. All sorts of fun stuff. Uh, I mean, you know, it, it's a minute of fighting. How How does it play for the two of you? Do you like the way that things move across the course of this fight as far as, like, the world of fight choreography goes? Well, I think Ryan's got the corner of the market on cap fighting. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean, I'm just playing a minute back right now because I just love I love any time that's like the you grab Red Skull by his leg and then Captain Cap comes back with the shield. And it's just like, it, like I said, it's too much super. It's too much super in the scene. I love they're like <laughs> stumbling around. They're hitting into stuff. You get that nice little, the dive, the nose dive of the plane. And they're still like, oh, let's just keep fighting. We're on the ceiling now, but who cares? You know, so I, I just I just love it. I mean, it goes back and forth. It looks very much like they're in pain and they don't care because, you know, they, they both have their own separate missions of who's going to win and who's going to accomplish, you know, what they need to do. So I, I enjoyed it. You know, I thoroughly enjoy it anytime the fighting continues. So I was here for it. I love that move where we have the hero shot on the shield, which has been knocked out of Cap's hands, is on the ground. And Cap picks it up and puts it on and then hits Red Skull. And Red Skull does what everyone should have been doing the whole time, which is take the shield, like take it <laughs> away yep. from Captain America. <laughs> and yeah. he does it and hits him back with it. And I love that so much. The shield handoff move is awesome. But I also think this is actually a nice fight to make good on the promise that we've had all along, which is these guys are physically equals, right? Yep. Give or take. That, you know, we, we talked about this many minutes ago when uh, Red Skull hit Cap for the first time and Cap and knocked him down because it was like the first time Cap was feeling a punch, right? Because every time he's hit by anybody else, it's just like, you know, he brushes it off. But now he's being hit by a peer, a super soldier peer, and it hurts. So this is the big fight where they're both unleashed. He's not being held back. He's nobody's being, you know, guarded or hit. They just get to go at each other. And I actually think in that regard, it's a it's a great fight. They have pent up animosity and rage toward each other. And now they're they're going to go all out. And, and it works for me. It's pretty short. I think the 
that, you know, when the plane actually dives, uh, I, I think we lose a little bit of the fight momentum. And I, I, I could have actually used more of the straight up brawler kind of activity in, in this minute, like before the plane loses altitude and they get, <laughs> they get up on the ceiling. Um, and we get spider red skull. Like, I think it's cool, but I could have used a little bit more of the mano a mano brutality. Yeah. Cause I mean, that happens about uh, almost halfway through this minute. And so like, you know, the fighting really starts kind of at the end of last minute toward the end. And, and so, yeah, we've had, you know, just over 30 seconds of them fighting before we get to the, the plane dropping, you know, and, and, you know, I don't know, some of it, I, I wish that like, I don't know. I like moments like where red skull, gets the shield i wish it had been shot a little clearer just so it was like um there was a little more sense of red skull actually having it as a tool that he was wielding there yeah and and also i kind of wish that i mean because steve gets it back right away like you know red skull smashes him with it and then like presses him down with it into kind of that cube console before uh captain america you know headbutts him and takes it back I don't know. I feel like it could have been interesting if Red Skull actually had retained that a little longer. And actually, I mean, if if this film has been designed so much where, you know, we see the shield is an essential part of Captain America as the warrior that he is, wouldn't it have been interesting if Red Skull was using it longer in this fight and Captain America really had to kind of, you know, just you know figure out how to get around the shield to to get at Red Skull? Well, and I, I would just add, and this is a, a little bit of a crossover nod. So on, on the main Next Reel show, uh, Andy and I are have just wrapped up recording our series on the Raid movies. And those movies are just extraordinary in the way they, the, the exuberance with which they approach fighting. Like just physical punchy, punchy, hitty, hitty, ho, ho, ho fighting. <laughs> and the scenes are long and extravagant. And I think I'm a little bit spoiled. So when we get 30 seconds of these guys hitting each other and it's all backlit and a little bit dis distorted after watching five and a half hours of some of the most clear, cogent, logical, brutal fighting that has been put on screen, it's a, I feel a little bit spoiled so i like this but i think i want more of it because i've seen what they're capable of doing in truly great fight movies and i think they missed an opportunity here to actually show super soldiers go at each other even in the auspices of a marvel movie i think they it doesn't have to be so brutal as the raid movies but i, I think they just could have given us a little bit more do you think that there's an element the fact that this is still so early in the scope of what marvel was doing where they hadn't quite gotten to the point where you know we see a lot more of what cap can do in better fights later in the in the franchise do you feel like it, there's just something that it's still at this point where it's like the budget probably wasn't as high as they get later the you know uh johnston while i think you know very uh competent and, and strong and creative director you know, may not be the person to necessarily build like really fantastic, fantastic and elaborate fight sequences. I mean, do you feel like there's something there? I, I also feel this. Yeah, I feel like the skill level isn't where it's going to be because I feel I feel like in the rest of the films, nobody touches Cap Shield. It's either stuck somewhere or he loses somewhere. You know, it's never just that little moment where you kind of you kind of get it for a little bit. It either flies off and he has to come back and get it later. It's stuck in something. And he has to find it because he's just so fluid with it. He's so comfortable with what it can do and and how it lends itself to his power. You love seeing it come flying through the air where you think he doesn't have anything left. 
Um, so I, I, I love the way they kind of show this beginning step of him getting comfortable, trying to figure out what he can do, um, you know, against a villain by, like Red Skull, who supposedly have you just been working on what he can do and his evilness is in touch with, you know, everything he has. But it's are you really, sir? Because you're fighting, you're fighting Captain America now. So are you really ready for this battle like you think you are? So I love that that back and forth. But yeah, I mean, you know, I would have liked the whole hour more. I just want to see it yeah. keep going. I just want to know how they're going to tear each other apart. Like who really is the strongest if you don't have the plane diving and you don't have the Tesseract, you know, all that kind of stuff intertwining that they, they mess with. Right, right, right. Well, and I think to that very point, like I, I go back to the Winter Soldier, right? The opening sequence on the boat of the Winter Soldier is exactly the kind of fighting I'm talking about. Like yeah, it's extraordinary, yeah. wonderful, incorporates lots of martial arts and wire stuff. And it's just really fun bits of 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 that kind of fisticuffs brutality Mm -hmm. and it it demonstrates what's important to your point andy to the directors right like the like the russos clearly it was important to them to showcase this character because besides shang chi like who else fights in the marvel cinematic universe without some sort of device this is cap's gig like he's the punchy punch guy so let's showcase more of his abilities as a punchy punch guy but i think it's possible to write that off as he's not there yet like he's still the guy who relies on the shield who is and and that's that's who he is at this point in the movie and he's going against his big boss and and he maybe he just doesn't have the capacity that he will in later movies i think you can I, I I agree with that case. It's just this is pretty fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Well, I will say at least they. I mean, I do like the this whole conceit of you know when Cap smashes Red Skull into the into the uh, console and basically effectively you know shuts the autopilot down and the whole plane starts dropping. It allows them to actually do something interesting with the fight and and the way that that does change as they kind of go into zero G and the two of them are now like floating up to the ceiling and rolling around on the ceiling. And then I, I like the bit where Red Skull has to like, you know, he's holding on to a, a, one of the struts and he's kind of like, you know, crawling with his hands across the strut as his body's like, you know, flailing up in the air trying to get to a position where he can uh, get to the autopilot again. So I like there, there is some fun stuff that they're doing here and, and clearly it's a different kind of wire work, obviously, but it's, it, you know, it's creative. And I guess to that end, they are trying to incorporate something creative into the fight so that there is a little more to it than just, just the straight up punching. But yeah. again, it's with these two characters essentially being super soldiers being so strong. I think there is an element to, us wanting to have a little more of that you know yeah for sure um all right so so the plane goes into its dive again as we cut to these exterior shots we just see clouds and you know i mean it's we see the sun through the huge window um backlighting them a few times so we know they're kind of heading toward the sun but we don't still we still don't see anything on the land and i guess i don't know does it bug high well, does it bug either of you that we can't see anything underneath? Like, it gives us no context as far as, are they over the ocean? Are they over land somewhere? Like, do you feel like that would have helped, or do you feel like it doesn't matter at all as far as putting us into a, a space where we are? Me watching it, I didn't care because I just wanted to see, I wanted to make sure, you know, when you don't know, you want to make sure Cap is going to make it through and he has his exit plan and what's next. Because you, when you see Red Skull pop up, you're like, ah, the guy's still not down. What do you do next? Yeah. So I kind of wasn't thinking about, and then, you know, they needed to level the plane out because, like, they both can't go down and crash. 
So, but I, I was more thinking about how are they going to get this plane back up? He's doing so many, sh- you know, shoot, shooting everybody. He's all over the place. Who's going to bring the plane back? You don't have an actual pilot, but yourself. So I was kind of curious about how they were going to turn that upside down. But yeah, I was, I was so in the fight. I didn't even think about that. But now you got me curious. I mean, there is a sunlight there. Where are they headed? Like nobody's, nobody's actually staring. They're kind of just floating along to wherever they're going, where he was going. So <laughs> I think they get away with a lot because the light is really beautiful, especially outside the plane, right? The, the sort of orange and blue, the clouds. It's really gorgeous. And I, I, I love that we get this full, full view of the plane. It really puts to rest my questions about where are the propellers? <laughs> blah, blah, I don't understand bombs. Um, <laughs> it, it really kind of clarifies that because you can actually see where the propellers are and the bombs that have, have fallen away. Uh, and, and it does make those two engines in the middle look awfully small. Like, <laughs> really, those are the two engines that are going to propel this thing once the once all the bombs are gone? I don't know. Questionable. Uh, but I, I love the ship. I love the shape of the ship. And I think it looks so good. The design of everything in these sequences is so good that I don't I don't it, it never stops me to question apart from the question I already had, which is how did they get so high so fast? It's uh, it's just all a wash in the punchy punch. Well, yeah, I mean. Remember, we're five minutes after takeoff. I mean, they took off at minute 100, and here we are at minute 104. Yeah, and we're practically in, like, low Earth orbit. Right, and, uh, you know, clearly already over the ocean. Like, they have had a five-minute flight or halfway around the world. Like, it's... Yeah, <laughs> right. Oh, it's a little crazy. It's a little crazy. But, you know, it's it's the concept of the... Or the conceit of the movie that we need to get to this point, you know? And so, I, I guess it is what it is. All right. Well, the plane levels out. Uh, Steve crashes down onto the catwalk. He seems um, a little um, winded at this point. Like it, he takes a minute to kind of get himself up. Um, I guess that just speaks to the you know the the brutality of this fight that the, th- the two of these have been having. Because Red Skull has time now. He's got the autopilot back on, and he's he finally pulls his hydro pistol out, and now he's going to start taking aim at Steve. I will say, I love the lighting. At the very end of this minute, like if you're looking at 56, 57, somewhere down there, you've got the sun directly ahead as the plane flies uh, you know, toward it. And you have Red Skull standing there with his gun in silhouette. It's like it. I mean, it's beautifully lit, just like the way that they crafted that. I, I think it's um, there's a lot of nice lighting throughout this film. And that's one of those moments that that highlights it. Well, and I feel like this goes back to something we talked about in the very beginning of this season, which is just how cool this particular set is right for the of the the cockpit of the Valkyrie with those giant windows. And that was something that, you know, if you go back and start at the very beginning, we talk about like what opportunity they have to deal to use these giant windows for great effect. And I think this this minute is that showcase because you're absolutely right. This that imperiousness that that Red Skull demonstrates in this shot is largely because of he's, he's backlit by this sort of holy light in the sky that that he is the the, um, you know, the leader on high who is going to deliver unto, you know, his his uh, minions, uh, his judgment and uh, really goes back to like your to your point a couple of days ago. Right. That this is a throne room and it very much looks like a throne here. It's interesting that. Also, that this is a a point in the film where I guess you could say the way that everything is set up, Red Skull's here at the head of the plane. He's got his gun out. Captain America has kind of fallen. He seems to be kind of almost defeated. He certainly seems the weaker of the two at this particular point. 
And it's such natural earth or like, you know, you know, light from our sun in this moment behind Red Skull. And it's interesting, like that this is this is like really kind of his last moment where he has kind of the natural light of the sun in his life as he's about to, uh, you know, things are about to shift for him quite drastically. It's interesting that I don't know, it's just it's such an earthbound lit moment here. And I, I, I wonder if there was some intention with Johnston to to make sure that the sun was really included here because it is this it is essentially our source of of you know so much energy and everything going on here on our planet. And but it also is like for us here on Earth, it is so earthbound because that's just the sun that that keeps us alive here on Earth. And this is a person who is looking for the power of the gods. This is his last moment with that earthbound light. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, he wanted to be godlike, so they gave him, you know, he wanted his last moment. So give him a little bit of, even though I feel like he's taking it to the absolute limit you can as, you know, getting his powers. But it's just like, give him his last five minutes of, of fame, so to speak, before it's like, it takes a, a huge turn there. Yeah. Also, are there, are there not, are there like Captain America energy bars, like Cap energy bars? What, what does Captain America <laughs> need for his energy? I never thought about this for that because he does a lot of like running and I'm just wondering if there's like some kind of... What's the best superfood for Captain America? I just, I'm just curious because he he expends a lot of energy as we go throughout these movies. He just eats a lot of like chia. <laughs> everything is like chia. Uh, chia. Everything is chia. I can yeah. see it. I can see yeah. it. Yeah, so much chia. I, I think after this this whole film, though, I think he switches to fondue. Right. <laughs> That's right. He only just learned about it. <laughs> I think he's very excited by the conceit. Really? It's cheese. <laughs> it's cheese. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I like cheese. I'm going to fondue it all now. Yep. I can fondue this all day. <laughs> oh, geez. Okay. All right. Well, uh, so Ryan, something we like to ask our uh, our guests when they join us is favorite Captain America moments. Do you have a moment across any of the films or comics or TV shows or wherever that you would say that is like one of your all-time favorite Captain America moments? Um, it's been a while since I've seen it, but Captain America Civil War with um where you have the face off with Iron Man and Captain America where he's like holding up the shield and it's versus um Iron Man's like uh lasers out of his hands or something that he's holding the shield up with and it's just that extreme power of cuz you think uh, you would think Iron Man has no chance cuz it's just robotics and it's it's kind of his genius behind the suit it's not like he's really built, like his whole body is built to withstand the impact of Captain America and I always thought that was just brilliantly like the way they put that on screen between those two. And then they just always have this, well, who's going to be the leader of this team and, and who's really in charge and who should listen to who? And I always like that, that dynamic between the both of them. It should come as no surprise to any of us that it comes down to fighting. To yeah, of course. Yes. <laughs> right. Oh. I, I warned you guys already. I mean, you already knew it was coming. I warned you already. <laughs> yes, Well, you, you know, and yes, that's, a, that's actually a great minute because it's such an awesome tie in to like bringing a comic visual to the screen and doing it so perfectly. Um, right. I mean, those that it that fight scene is full of so many awesome panels mm -hmm. that uh, I, I think it really exemplifies the adaptation, uh, the expertise that goes into the adaptation for those movies. Yeah. I, I think inevitably it seems to happen in a lot of these superhero movies where there's two good guys who just have a different viewpoint on things who 
can't just talk about it. They have to reason it out with their fists as yeah. they sort through mm-hmm. it. So that's a perfect example of that. So awesome. Well, Ryan, uh, tell everybody again where they can track you down out there on the internet. Uh, yes. Uh, so I'm on Twitter at November Bear. Um, Ryan Ben on Instagram. Black Girl Nerds. Um, most of the time, all the time, when we're doing we're doing dragons. Um, y'all, we just finished that for about the House of the Dragon. Um, if you're into a lot of drama, Handmaid's Tale, that's a wild ride. We just wrapped the recap on that as well. So yeah, any any kind of superheroes that you can see, these Funko Pops are crazy behind me. Is the world where you can find me. And um, yeah, I, I am so excited to come back for another minute. I can't believe you guys are putting up with me, but I love to talk about the fight. So this is cool. Oh, we love it. <laughs> uh, it's so much fun. Thank you so much, Ryan. It's been a very fun week. I can't wait to talk about our last minute together, 105 tomorrow. So we'll be back for that. In the meantime, Pete, thanks as always. I can't believe you put up with me. Let's <laughs> talk. <laughs> Until next time, true believers. Marvel Movie Minute is a production of True Story FM. Engineering by Andy Nelson. This season's music is Spread the News by Anthony Vega. And this season's show art is by Winston Yabo. Find the show at truestory.fm, and if your podcast app allows ratings and reviews, consider doing that for this show.